on page Reish Beis, towards the end of the page, Mishloi Ova Es Shlav Bittel Haritzayinus Agashmi. Rav Schwartz is talking about the avoid of Hashkota, the quieting of oneself doesn't only mean finding a quiet place, a quiet time, closing one's eyes, being able to think. It requires the quieting of one's witsinus. The quieting of one's witsinus, that turbulence that comes with wanting. Wanting always means that there's something that's not here. There's something that's there. Wherever there is, there could be at the Kaisa. There could be, there could be in the store. There could be at work. Whatever, wherever that there is in your life, it could be a rotsen to go back to the past. Also, even if it's something that doesn't exist in a person's imagination, to be able to get back to something the way that it once was, and so on, whatever the rotsen is. And we learn, even if it's a good rotsen, even a rotsen in Rochnius, even a rotsen in Avedis Hashem, as precious as it is, and as important as it is, there are times that a person has to be able to carve out that space inside where the person is. He is. In order to come to that nakuda of I, of that Pneumius. It's all this what I'm talking about, but we don't really have any guidelines of, that are clear of how to get there. In order to get there, a person has to be completely within for that time. And being within oneself means not wanting. Wanting takes the person outside. Outside is the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish. This Avaida that's called in this form, and Rav Schwartz actually does refer to the Piyasetzin in a little while, is called in the writings of the Piyasetzin, Hashkata, the quieting of oneself. So he goes on and explains, Mishle Ovar on Reish Beis, next to last paragraph. Mishle Ovar Shlav Bittel Haritzenis Agashmi. A person who has not worked on this Shlav, on this stage, this phase of Bittel Haritzenis Agashmi, of overcoming Ritzenis Gashmi. Now, again, Rashwats is not suggesting that a person reaches the level of a malach that there's no rotsin to eat, there's no rotsin to sleep, there's no rotsin to, to, to be with your family and so on. It doesn't mean that. He's, he means that there's a time that the person is able at will to be, on, to be on that level where at will he's able to say, Achshav, right now, for this time, to go into a place where of course, he knows that he has to go to work, and he knows that he also has to take care of other things in his life, and there are things that he needs to get, and so on. But he's able to, he's able to be mavatal the Ritzayinus Agashmian, those needs, for times in his life. And this needs to be on a regular basis, where the person has to take care of things, but he's not in need of things. He's not addicted to this world in any way. A person who has not done this, Avaida, a person who is not working on little bit Gashmi. And not only little bit Gashmi, we're talking list Shabbos, but even in Rokhidis, again, for a time, not even to feel that one is lacking, one is empty, and one is missing, even in Ruchnius. Not to make a mistake, as somebody called me during the week and, and didn't understand this point, and it's very, very important, it should be clear. 
Rav Schwartz is not Chassosom suggesting that we give up our Sha'ifas to grow, our longing to become better. And the Vilna Gaon and the other Tzaddikim who wrote, who taught, that being Samech Bechelko, rejoicing with what one has, even means being able to stop and to say, I'm, I am happy with what I've accomplished in my Avedis Hashem. I am, I, I believe that inside of me, in me, are all the kaifas that I need to become the tzaddik that Hashem wants me to become. I don't have to find that elsewhere. I don't have to look for it elsewhere. Samech Bechelko doesn't mean that I've come to the deepest part of myself, but it means that belief that it's inside of me, that it's there, that it's really there. One of the, one of the least attractive midas is atzlas, atzlanus, laziness. Laziness. Each and every one of us, more, some more, some less, have struggled with that. Laziness does not only mean having a problem getting out of bed or getting to places on time and so on. Laziness does not only mean uh, constantly putting things off and not getting things done. These are all anathem. These are all outgrowths of something much deeper. We're not going to go into this now, but when a person realizes that the cherish, the root of laziness, of that need of laziness, is a mistake in one's way of thinking. It's not really, it's usually not an emotional problem. It's a mistake in one's way of thinking. And the mistake is, at some point the person feels, or he's come to believe, to think, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. The world is expecting too much from me. My parents expect too much from me. My boss expects too much from me. My wife, my husband, my kids. I, I don't have these kaifas. I don't have the ability to do X, Y, or Z, I can't. And when the person, when the person doesn't believe that he has a chalik inside of him, a lichtige chalik, that's able to accomplish great things, so in order to, in order to uh, accommodate that loss of belief in his own kaiches, in his own chalik, the most common need to slip into is laziness. I can't, can't get up. My, my father uh, was lazy, and I'm lazy. My grandparents are lazy. I come from lots of my genes, and I can't do it, and I can't, I can't get to minion, and I can't get this done, and I can't. I can't. I can't. Everything's I can't. And he came to believe in that, and then it was very, very cozy to accept this thing that I'm a lazy guy. I'm just a lazy guy, you know, what can you do? So I guess God made me with that difficult midah, and I'm going to have to work on the midah of laziness. Where the pnimius of it is, the pnimius of it is a mistake in one's way of thinking. This, is, this really lies at the core of Esau's problem. Really, without, we don't have time to go into that now, but, but Esau was a Yadet side, an East Sada, a man of the field. We try to understand what that means. If you look in Chazal, the picture we get is a person that gave up on himself. Even though he had fantastic kaychas. When you look in the Svamakadayashim, Esav had kaychas that were bigger than Yaakov Avinu. Big kaychas of Malchus. There's a lot of, of evil that came out from that person. And if we see so much evil, it only tells us something, a little bit of how much good he was capable of. And the Svam talk about it. So what happened to Esav? He began to believe that he was incapable of, of living up to certain things that were cooking inside of him. And he looked at his parents. As a father, he has Yitzhak Avina, Rivki Meinu. It, I can't be like that. I, I can't be like that. I don't have the kaychas to be that way. And to become an Isha outside, an Isha, a person that goes hunting, he wasn't even hunting for food. He became a pastime. Like a, just, you know, hanging out. He was hanging out. In East Sada. In East Sada. 
If anybody goes down to Central Avenue, if you live in Farakway, if you live in Lawrence, you want to see an East Anshay Hasadais. Let's go down Central Avenue, you see people going, what are we going to do? It has nothing to do. All right, we'll go for pizza. We'll go, what are we going to do? What are you doing? Are you doing something? No, no, no. What happened? Why aren't they doing chasubah things? Why, the, why aren't they doing chasubah? I'm not saying somebody should go to a pizza shop to get something. There's nothing more with going to get something to eat. But I'm talking about the ones that are hanging out. So why aren't they doing more chasubah? Where did this come from, this midah of Aslas? The text is that it's not a midah. It's a, it's a kilkul in machshavah. It's a mistake in how you think. It's a very, very terrible, self-destructive way of thinking. People, it's a clinic guy going to stop hanging out on the avenue. There are people that they can't hold jobs. People that they can't raise families. And they just don't have the kaifus. And they can't get up and they can't do things. And they can't get around. They weren't, they weren't made that way. They didn't come into the world like that. It's a mistake in how one thinks. On a deeper level, in Ruchnius, means to know that inside of you, you have tremendous, tremendous kaifas. Remember last week I was saying how when Mashiach comes, we're not going to have to go learn from anybody. Each person is going to have, he's going to see that light within himself, and he's going to know that Hashem gave me my Rabbi inside of myself, whatever that means. I have all the light inside of me. I have in my chalik what I could become. So, as long as a person, as long as a person's eyes are focused outside of himself, even with good ritzaynas, and he does, he's not able to close off the outside and get to the inside, and to be still, and to be quiet, and to know that this is who I am, and I will, I will be able to have all of the brachas of my life, the deepest brachas of my life, if I'm able to dig deep enough within myself, which is the whole meaning of the Be'eris, of the wells, and Avma Avinu and Yitzhak Avinu. But Yitzhak Avinu had to dig the wells himself. And it's, and it's something that each and every one of us has to do in our lives. This Avaida is the Avaida of Eizuhu Asher HaSameh Bechelka. The Ruchnius, even in Ruchnius, even in Ruchnius, Emotionally and spiritually. Nimsa, he says, a person who has not worked on that, Nimsa betnuas ritsa tmidis. He's constantly running. He's moving. Constantly moving. And because of this movement, because of his wanting, he's unsettled. And he can't find that quiet to come to that place within himself. The cave in and if a person does not have this sheket, this this tranquility, this sheket pnimi, he can never ever be megala. He can never uncover who he really is, even if he's a great guy. And again, we're talking in Shemaya, and he gets a lot of points. He's a great guy. He's a wonderful person. But it's not him. And the avod that we're talking about is when that we should be able to come to a point in our lives, a place in our lives, that when we say things and we do things, it's really, it's really us. It's really me. I'm doing this. Not that I, I want to be that way, so I'm going to act that way. Which is, which is a nice thing. But it's not the tachlis of our avoid. It's not. It's not. It's not what's going to be when Mashiach comes. A person who's not working on this, it's not going to help if he goes off by himself for his bite of this. It's not going to help if he goes and sits in a room for an hour or two by himself. And he can close his eyes and he can, whatever it is. It's not going to. It's not going to help. I mean, it might help to get to that state, to make the outside conditions uh, as uh, as comfortable and as conducive as possible. And again, it's a good thing. That doesn't mean to give up on trying. 
But the Iker is, it says, All that we were talking about before, thinking deeply. But he's always thinking about others and something outside of himself. Won't help to close his eyes. Because no matter how tight he closes his eyes, the outside infiltrates in. That he's in the dark room. It's true, as I said. These things are good, and they help. These are tools. But the gili etzem ha'ani depends on aleph, bitul ha'ritzayinus. The avoidah of samech bechelko in gashmius and ruchmius. Samech bechelko in gashmius and ruchmius. And to put time aside every single day, even five minutes every week, to put time aside of this kind of his of his brainimus in that in that nakuda of samach bechelka. In order for a person to be able to be megala to uncover that ani the eye, muhach she kadam lakach hatalich hakaidem she is kaina. Now. The Sefer is written in this order, and we've been learning it already for a long time. We're going to be Mitzvah finished soon. The Seder of the, of the Sefer was such, following the, following the Mahalach of the Balshant of HaKadosh, that begins with, Reish's Silukhara Min HaAdam. We began with Silukhara. Silukhara means, we spoke about those stages of Havdalah, of Hachna, Havdalah, Hamtaka, separating, separating what's ugly, what's wrong, what's diseased from oneself, distancing, distancing oneself from that, all that ugliness that comes from the Guf. Sila Karam and Ha'adam. Kikor Hara, Ma'iris, Magdius, Benefesh, Vain Hashkata, it says in Pasa, Ain Shalom Benavshi, Bibnechatoi. There's no peace within me because of my sins. A person who is, a person who is, God forbid, who is polluted with all kinds of, of, of and things that are unhealthy and, unwe- and, and, and cause him to, to be, to become diseased. Hashem Yerachem. So that person doesn't have, he doesn't have, Sheket Knimi, he doesn't have that inner tranquility. This turbulence that comes, as we learned a lot about that in the Urs Hatshu from Rav Kook. How Rav Kook says that the, that sinners, the people, not everybody makes mistakes, but talking about people who are addicted to sin. That sinners are angry people. They're angry people. People who are sinning, we're not talking here about the Avera and how Hashem looks at the Avera. The nature of people who are Habitual sinners is that they're generally angry people. They're angry. They're angry at others. They're angry at themselves. They're angry at God. They're angry at, at the economy. They're angry at the president. They're angry at the pope. Whatever. They're angry. They're angry people. Rav Cook says the world is filled with the anger of the Rishayim. The Rishayim are angry people. They don't have... They don't have... They don't have quiet inside. It's filled with turbulence. The conflict in a Jew between the Chelek Elokomimau, that part of him that is godly, that is pure, and all of the stuff that he's brought into his life, that conflict creates terrible, terrible turbulence. Terrible. More so, more so than it would be by somebody who's not Jewish. Whereby somebody who is not Jewish, he's able to he's able to go around doing things and and can be a, a, more of a, a happy sinner, and he can enjoy his he can enjoy his avayus. You and I have never had nachas from our avayus. We never enjoyed the avayus. Even if Bishas Meisah somebody enjoys an avayus, he doesn't have any deep pleasure from it, and afterwards he's sick about it, and then he has to work it through, and if he's not admitting to himself that he's sick, then he makes everybody else around him crazy. But to have that quiet inside, it's not a chilek of Yisrael, to have that presence of ugliness within ourselves. 
Only a Jew who's completely lost touch with his neshama can feel at peace with himself. So if you meet somebody that, that's a Mechal Shabbos, that's eating the vows and trifles, that's God forbid doing all kinds of various, and he says, I'm, not, I'm perfectly fine. This doesn't bother. I know what you're talking about. I'm totally happy. I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy girl. Everything's great. Life is great. I love my Averis. Things, things are great. That's only the, that's the biggest, biggest Rechmanis. I don't think it needs to be explained. It's not natural. You have a person who's so sick that he, he doesn't feel that there's anything wrong with him. And it shows on every chart and it shows up on all the tests that he's terribly, terribly sick. And then he feels, he says, I don't know, doesn't, doesn't bother him, feels fine. He, he refuses any treatment, refuses any help. I'm fine. Everything's great. Life is great. I'm going to live forever. So, Kaidum Kol, there's the Avod that we spoke about a lot over the past few years. Sila Karam and Ha'avod. Separating the guf from the neshama. Those who have been here throughout are familiar with this. Separating the physical from the, the eye, the, the essence, the neshama. Knowing that those things in my life that are unhealthy are coming from that part of me that's not truly who I am. And making that separation. There's no quiet, there's no peace within oneself. As long as you're completely enmeshed in that evil. As long as you're mixed up in it. If you begin to make that separation, you begin to distance yourself. Even though, even though we still make mistakes and we slip into something, but we don't identify. I'm just chasming a little bit. We don't identify with what's wrong. We don't identify with the evil. Even if we're doing things that are wrong, we know and we're honest enough to say, that's not really who I am. That's not really what I want to be. I don't want to be that way. I try to distance myself from that. I don't want to go into that. That's already the avoider of that havdala to separate oneself. Only after, only after the avoid of hachnan havdala, only after that can one return and to work on the, on the, on the. Uh, the final stage, which is Hamtaka, Mituk, the sweetening, being able to return, to come back, but to come back as oneself, not to come back as the as a mixture of ten different people and somebody who's confused and sick, but to come back as oneself, a healthy person, a healthy Jew, and to be able to communicate with others, to be back, to join the world, and to be connected to the world, but not to get lost in the world. When a person comes to that stage of hamtaka, of mituk, then the things that are outside, the, the things that are outside, do, are not ma'ayra, do not, do not awaken within him any hispailus that will take away from him that sheket, that, that peacefulness. There are a lot of crazy things in the world, but they don't have to make you crazy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, evil in the world, but that doesn't have to be anything that that penetrates into your into your heart and changes your life. You're not nispol. You're not nispol from the stuff that's outside. And we spoke a lot about that. And so too, the bitl of ritzaynus agashmiim lias. Samer bechelka beruchnius, and to be able to come to a place of samer bechelka in gashnius, and even in ruchnius, samer bechelka. Kajreish gemol. Laachas shaodam bitlas arami kirboi. After a person has been able to extract the ra from within himself, again with the understanding that nobody's become like a you know chavetz chaim over the over these pages. Uh, but with the understanding that a person is in this avoida of extracting the poison from within oneself. He's working on it. He really cares about this and he's working at it. And he's working on this avoida of and he's able to come to experience, to feel from time to time the joy of being samech bechelk, of rejoicing with his chelik, with what he has and with who he is. 
even in Ruchnius. Case now, at this stage, at this point, he can no longer be distracted from who he is. He can no longer be dragged out by other forces outside of himself. Depending upon to what degree the person worked on this and how much he's perfected this, that's how solid, that's how strong he is. So that he's no longer influenced or affected by what's outside. Ritzayinus, wanting is what takes a person outside of himself. Wanting something else. And if these Ritzayinus are now quiet, Ritzayinus are quiet, as we spoke about last week, yes, you could... You could want to have, I'll use the pizza again, even though I don't eat pizza, but I'll use it, it's a very, I, I see it's a very popular thing. So, even though I, I would like to have a pizza, you don't have to say, it doesn't have to come into your head with the ICS of want. Certainly not with the ICS of, I need a pizza. There's no one that ever lived that needed a pizza. No human being has ever lived that needed a pizza. A drink of water, yes. But no one has ever lived who needed a piece of pizza. Even though these are words that are commonly found on the lips of people of Shema To this I would, I would like. Even the liking is a rotsen, but it's at least for people like ourselves, we could tame their silence. And we can begin to use a different vocabulary when it comes to our sinus in our brains. In our brains. I was just talking to a, a young couple, a little baby. If you, if you need to get a night's sleep, then you're going to be a very unhappy parents. And unhappy parents make for unhappy children. If you would like, and it's, it's just, we're not even talking about bitul harats. At least to, to tame the rotsin, that it shouldn't like roar and scream. To, to you would like, to, you would like to have a nap. You would like to have a, 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 a night's sleep. But the people who need that or want it, they end up dropping their kids off by, you know, by grandparents, by 72 year old grandparents for the week and go off Takapulka or Lahavdu, Eretzisra, they make it to religious pilgrimages. While leaving the children with older parents and grandparents. <clears throat> if you need that, like so many people say, I have I've had young mothers that have told me that I absolutely need my space, I need my space, I need my space. So that so they explain a schedule that consists of all kinds of well, extracurricular stuff, which under normal circumstances, some of it is even is, is questionable, but even even if it's okay, and to get exercise and to go here with my friends for lunch and uh, twice a week for breakfast, and and I need this or else I can't be, I can't be a mother. I need this. So, with all of the sympathizing aside, that makes for a very unhappy mother, and it's making for very very unhappy children. Because the sound of rotsen is so strong. The rotsen hagashmi is so strong. That, that the person is that the person can't feel the joy of being, uh, even the joy of being able to look at this baby and be grateful and be happy. You hear crazy stories. It doesn't happen. Khalila, I mean, maybe it's happened once or twice, but it doesn't happen. Chasashon a large scale. But you hear people, you hear mothers that they lose their minds with a kid. And there have been situations like that that, that that showed no harm. Someone said to me, uh, there was a, a woman said to me that it was, it was a good thing that Hashem made my, my kid so cute or else I would have killed her. <laughs> so I was also very grateful that the child's cute. I mean, it was, a, it was a good thing, I guess. It's a very good thing. To even to say such a thing, even if it's with a joke, it's so foreign to, to, to our way of, of thinking and of living. A person has to be able to say, I don't expect, I don't expect any sleep. And if, and, and if I get some, that's for sure nice. 
but I don't expect it. I, I don't need it. I, I will be grateful. So any little bit that Hashem sends my way, I'm, I'm happy. But a Rotson, a Rotson, you also wanted to have a child. And a person goes to life with these clashing retsayinahs. And they make life very, very hard. Most of the hardships of life we create within ourselves. You can find people that have much less than us and they're a lot happier. So the the person who lives in the way of Sameach Bechelkar, this is my chalik. And my chalik now consists of very little sleep. I'm just going to give you just a simple example. My chalik now consists of very little sleep. That's my chalik. Say that. This is my chalik. You want to change that. You want to you want to do something about that. You're unhappy about it. You can't live this way. I don't have my space. I don't have my privacy. I don't have this. I don't have that. And that person lives without any quiet inside. Without any quiet inside. So, Mashamaitsi is Adam, Hachutsa Elaharutsainus. Maitsi is Adam, Hachutsa Elaharutsainus. These Ritsainus take a person outside of himself. If Hashem gave this, if Hashem gave these parents a child, it means that Hashem gave them the kaiches to take care of the child. Unless there's some sickness or something, God forbid. But if the parents are healthy people, Hashem gave them the kaiches to raise the child. And that's the aleph of believing of Amunah, if people don't have it, they shouldn't have children. Because it's a terrible disservice to these children. Because they're going to grow up in a dysfunctional home. The Aleph is believing that you have the kaiches, that God gave you this child, that you have the kaiches to raise this child. Not just to, the kaiches to manage, but the kaiches to raise a tzaddik and a tzaddikis. And not to be lazy. And not to think in your head that you don't have the strength for this. You don't have the strength for this. You're not, you're not, you don't have the ability to do this. Hashem gave you that child, as we've spoken many times, it was sent into the world with your name and address, a husband, a wife, it had the name, social security, whatever else, all the other information, it was sent into your life, and the Barnum says, here you go, it's yours. It's not a mistake, it wasn't a... The cave in Shabbat Sainas once the Ritzainas are quieter, again, silence is a big tzaddik. But for people like us who are talking about the Ritzainas becoming quieter. I was really talking about that this morning. Uh, this morning in Shulis when I was talking about aging. Some of you were here. <coughs> getting off the chamor, right? Getting off of the donkey. That Armavino asked for old age. He asked for aging. Sometimes an older person develops bigger excitements for different things. But the natural, healthy, and graceful way of aging is to accept that there are, to recognize that there are more internal things that I've ignored, I've neglected, and now I can address those things. And the outside world, the excitements, the appeal of the outside world, it's quieter than it was when we were younger. When we were younger, it was very loud. The whole world was screaming. Every billboard, every advertisement, every show was screaming. Come, come here. As a person ages, that's what Avraham Avinu was asking for. It was Teveya Zikna that a person should be able to finally let go of these Ritzainas. Slowly, to let go of these Ritzainas, your body is telling you to let go of these Ritzainas. So even, even you know, if you were living when you were younger and you had, you know, you would spend uh, three hours, uh, whatever, a day playing ball or something, you come, come to a certain time in your life where you physically can't do that. And, there are, uh, and so it is with everything in life. Hashem Baruch answered Avraham Avinu and gave that feeling of aging with 
not that we should become sad or depressed, but that we should remember that the tachlis of life is not outside of oneself. The tachlis is within oneself. The tachlis is within oneself. And as long as a person is aging and Hashem blesses him, that he has his mind. He has his mind. And the heart is still beating. And he's healthy in that way. Then the time of old, that time of the older years could be the biggest, biggest bracha of Avam Zakim, Babi Yom, of Hashem Berachas Avam Bakal. It didn't say that when he was a young man. It said that when he was an old man. Avam Zakim, Babi Yom, Hashem Berachas Avam Bakal. That Bakal is to be Samech Bechelka. That's the Bakal. Bakal Mikol Kol means I don't have to go anywhere else. It's inside of me. And Avram Avinu came to that place of being still, as we spoke about last Mitzvahs, of being still. Old age has a way, it's a very effective way of slowing a person down, slowing him down. And people, as I spoke about this morning, are, are trying very, very hard in America to fight against that. I'm not talking about taking care of your health. Everybody should take care of their health. And if that includes running or doing other stuff to take care of your health, of course, exercising. But trying to be like a kid, making believe that you're a kid, and the sadness and how pathetic it is when people do that. When people get older and they don't want to acknowledge that they're getting older. Hashem wants us to quiet down. To quiet down. The person at this point is prepared to enter into that world of Gilui Hanefesh, full force, to uncover, to reveal the Avni, the I, the Lakai Neshamish, and the Satabi Tahiri. Rabbi said, remember, it's not, I spoke to Schwartz about this, and, he, and even though it doesn't give this impression when we read it, it's clear. We're not talking about all or nothing at all. Doesn't mean if I, because then you could just get lazy about this whole program. Oh, yeah, I can never do this next year. It's the opposite of what we're learning. It's each person to make hishtadlis. The hishtadlis itself brings tremendous changes to a person's life. It brings terrific, terrific changes and the secrets of sweetening, even though, again, we're still in the parish of these mochamas. But, you have the winning ticket in your hand and you can go there sometimes to that place even though you're not living permanently. We're not able to live. We don't feel we're living permanently in that place. But it's good to visit occasionally. For people like ourselves, that's a tremendous chizm to be able to visit occasionally. After a person has quieted his retainers, his desires, his will. And he is living, trying to live in this tahalich, in this process that we've been learning. Then the didus taking time for his bridus being alone, being in a place alone a little bit. Machshavus Iunius, thinking deeply. Atsimasainayim, closing the eyes. Vahachshacha, turning out the lights. Litserachaknisa Pnima, all as tools to strengthen the journey within oneself, to get to that place, to accelerate it and to help it along. The Vada Shiizgalochish Banafsha, Aza Shuhugilui, shall etsamhani hapnimi. There's no question that the person will have experiences of Gilui Etzem Ha'ani Ha'pnimi. Gilui Etzem Ha'ani Ha'pnimi, to actually come into contact with the Etzem Ha'ani, the essence of the I within oneself. Even though, of course, especially at the beginning, this is not going to be a strong, powerful, overwhelming feeling. But you will feel some, something of this. That you never ever experienced until that time. 
אני חייזר ומדגיש, I want to repeat and to emphasize, דבר זה לא ייתכן, you will not experience this at all, אלא אם כן הושקטו הרצינס, unless the רצינס are quieter, unless the will, the desires have quieted down. אני אומר זו אשמח מסניסוין, I'm telling this to you from experience. לא פעם ולא פעמיים, אנושם עברו את התהליך השני בלבד, People oftentimes will go, will skip that bitl haritzainis and they'll just work on machshavis iunius, thinking deeply, as we were learning in the last parak, at simas enayim, closing the eyes, achshacha, dark room, and they were not matzlich to come to. Bachayim, therefore, hikadamnu sadvaram, kadei shahasayda yebohu, I wanted to be clear that there's a seda, there's an order to this. If you follow this order, you will begin to experience what it's like, that, that experience of entering into an Olam Pnimi Yaisa. Each person according to how hard he works at this, to get into that place. Revealing the etzim, the essence of the eye. Shemaschil his night states Bekibah begins to it begins to it's ignited inside of you. You begin to feel that fire. Alvazel Rak Haschalishotalih. But this is the beginning. Kikhal Shadvaram Yukayama makes Ladam Yasasman as you work on this longer and longer. The Hakrak Sham Yelchov Yishardu Banavshaw becomes stronger and sharper. Let's go to the next day. So think, how could they possibly get anything after this? Right? The banner of page Rishgim. Huh? Oh, it's, it's the next page? Okay. The inner Nakuda of a person in the Neshama, we're talking about getting to one's Neshama. All of our lives we hear Neshama this, Neshama that, getting to one's Neshama. The inner point, the Nakuda Haplimis, Shebenishma Sa'adam, He Etsem Shalhavayu. It exists. It's something which is real. All of our lives we talk about it, it's a concept. But there is something inside, it's the neshama. It's not something that you could slice into pieces. But the etzim, the neshama is a havayi, it's a reality. The yeshla ka'amar, and this mitzias of the neshama, we know, and we've spoken about a lot, and the svarmakdashim are filled with this, has shloysha levushim. It has three garments. The neshama is expressed or is manifested in three ways. Maisa, dibur, umachshava. Through our actions, through our speech, our words, and our thoughts. The neshama expresses itself through these three. Levushim garments. Maisa, dibur, umachshava. These are three levushim, they're garments. They're not the actual soul. They're levushim of the neshama. Therefore, therefore, because it's a levush and it's not the etzem ha'ani, when a person's thoughts are very, very loud, when a person is thinking deeply about something, he's not able to be Megala the Etzimahani. Now, Rav Schwartz, of course, knows that people who have been learning the Sefer should immediately jump on this and say, What are you talking about, Rabbi? The whole last parrot is about, remember all the stories about Rabbi Chaim Shmulevich thinking about the, about the poor kid on the street and that we have to become people who are what? Ma'aynim and Mizboinim, right? 
And now you're saying that if you're thinking about something deeply, then you're not going to come to the, then you're not going to be able to come to the etzim ha'ani. So hold on, you'll see what he says. Only when you're not thinking at all. Only when the mind is completely quiet. Can you be Megala, the essence of the Ani? Let's not make a mistake. He's I'm not crazy. I know that I was just telling you the whole time that we have to think more. Think, think, analyze, dissect, right? That's what we were talking about. Thinking. Look at something and try to understand it. Look at yourself. Try to figure yourself out. Try to understand. Be a ma'ayin. Be a mizbainin. So now we're supposed to say, but shalonit eh. Let's not make a mistake. Bitchila, I did speak, of course, in the beginning. We've been talking about strengthening la'atsim. L'chazek, to be machazek. L'galais is a machshav, to become people who are thinking people. And now I'm talking to you about the opposite. I'm talking about not thinking. So it's a kasha. I give a kasha, how could this be? What do you want? You want me to be a ma'ayin or you want me to be a misboining? Or do you want me to be, you want me to be somebody whose mind is empty? What are you, what are you saying? So I think everybody knows the answer to this. And he explains. These are the levushim, the garments of the soul. One of them is makshav. Makshav is not the soul. It's a, it's a garment, it's the finest garment of the soul. But thinking is also not the soul itself. It's a hechetimsa. It's a way to get to the nesham, but it's not the etzim hanesham. It's a lavush. It's a garment. Every garment itself, by definition, is something which is bachutz, right? It's something outside of yourself. The nesham is the self. Actions we understand are outside of oneself. Speech, dibur. You're speaking to somebody. Occasionally you speak to yourself, but that's not anything that you'd want to do on a regular basis. Speaking is to somebody else. Machshavas, on the deepest level, machshavas are also a levush. Are also beyond oneself, not oneself. Anybody who's ever studied, studied meditation knows this. And we were raised without any of that thinking that it's something which is not Jewish, because for the most part, it's been hijacked by the Eastern world, by the non-Jewish world. And like many other things, that because of Golas, uh, we neglected, we've left alone, but as we get closer to the Mashiach, we're coming back to that which was, which was originally ours, which the Torah brought to the world. If you're thinking of something, if you're thinking of something, it means there's noise. Bishasmaisa, the etzim ha'ani is without any levushim at all. It's without any garments, not actions, not words, and not even thoughts. Because a thought is also, a thought is also extraneous. As fine as the thought is, it's something extra. It's not saying we shouldn't think. I'm not saying we shouldn't speak. I'm not saying we shouldn't act and do things. Of course. But the etzim ha'ani, and to be able to have a hisbainan is to come to the etzim ha'ani, so that when I think, and then when I speak, and when I act, it's coming from me. That depends on a person being able to come to that point of himself that's deeper than actions, words, and even thoughts. In order to get there, of course, you need to become a person that thinks. 
באופן טבעי, אודם צריך להסכל מהעשייה. It's natural. One begins with doing things. A baby, at the beginning of, of, the, of his life, the baby just does stuff. The parents, maybe because they haven't had enough sleep, they imagine that this little baby is thinking about something. The baby is not thinking about anything. It makes no difference what your yichas is and how chashev you are. The baby is not thinking about anything. Oh, look, 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 honey, did you see that thing? It's not thinking about anything. So, the baby just does stuff. Kicks and moves and does stuff, screams, whatever, eats, drinks, stuff. Baby does stuff. And the baby begins to be able to slowly, Bez Hashem, to, to make certain sounds that become, become words. Mommy, daddy, whatever it is, begins to speak. One of my children, the first words were, Yashakayach. I'm telling you the truth. First thing that one of my kids said it was Yashakayach. That's just how it worked out. <clears throat> Most of them begin before mommy and daddy by saying, more. <laughs> That's a very popular word. So the speech, speaking, and then, Mitzvah Shem, thinking. That's the Seder of how things are. From the most external to the most internal. That's Yaakov Avinu's ladder. That's the Sulamuts of Arts of Roshan Shemaim. The Shemaim is a person's thoughts. The Aritz is what a person does. And in between is Dibur, speaking. But there's something that's higher than Machshava. That's higher than thinking. That's beyond. That's the stage that's higher than thinking. It's when you get to your destination, when you're home. Which is higher than thought. At that point, you can't even, there's nothing, you can't even think about it. It is. So, it's that place of ayin, of nothing, which is the highest madraya, which is higher than, than doing something, talking about something, even thinking about something, but thinking about something that's in the world of the levushim. It's in the world of levushim, of garments, of outside of oneself. Within oneself, it's silence on all levels, completely silent. This itself, even to come to, when it comes to deep, like I tell, like a lot of times the Hassan and Kallis, they talk to me, what, what should I be davening in front of the chuppah? And they're always surprised when I say, I say to them, nothing. Absolutely nothing. What should I be thinking about in the chuppah? Nothing. But it, it, that's a high majority to reach. So we'll talk about, but they have it. Maybe some things that you could talk about, some things that you could think about. But really, really? Nothing. This also became, of course, a big thing. The Hassan and Kalis standing there with all kinds of tefillas and tzatlach and things and all that. And handing out to everybody in the audience tzatlach and it became... A... Okay, maybe that's B'dayavad what we have to do now. Maybe there isn't any like that. But that's not the Sheher Shadvan. The Sheher Shadvan is silence. The highest madrig is ayin. But people wouldn't understand, and people think that that means thoughtlessness. Like, it's like, dumb. Not thinking of anything. And on our level, it's probably, in most cases, that's true. We're only talking about the tachlis. The tachlis is not having to do anything, or say anything, and not having to even think about anything. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's a madrega. You see that when we came, when we came to Kriya which according to the Svamakadosh, we know is the highest madrega, and we came on the seventh day of Pesach. So everybody remembers what happened. That Hashem's Baruch says, "Matitzak Eli, what are you screaming?" 
Hashem yilachem lachem v'atem taharishim. Hashem's taking care of it. You just be quiet. Be silent. When Hashem said to be silent, He wasn't only talking not to speak and not to daven. Rebbe Nachman, the of when he was on the boat, Vayakam Sarla Dimama, Vayakam Sarla Dimama. And they wanted him, how come he's not the, the storm, how come you're not davening? They have this, they have this uh, Jew on the boat, of course he was disguised, they didn't know who he was. And how come he's not davening? He was yelling at him to daven. The storm will be turned into silence. When Rabbi Nachman went into that place of Ayin, which is higher than anything, which is before there was a storm and before there was a boat and before there was a world. But we don't understand these things. And everybody's yelling, Davin, scream, do something, do something. Nothing. Nothing. So, for people like ourselves, it wouldn't be so nice if we sat there like that. But, but Rabbi Nachman was in that place of Vayakim Sa'orul Dimama. Dimama means silence. But not only silence, there's such a madreg of Atika, the highest level, but there's no actions, words, or even thoughts. It's the tzaddik being the tzaddik, zehu, without anything else, just the tzaddik being. And in that way, it's higher than any tefillahs. When we stood at Yamsuf, matitzakilai. So what do you mean matitzakilai? You told us we're supposed to scream in the daven. Vatan and we shouldn't daven. If a person doesn't know how to be silent, not speak, and not think, he also doesn't really know how to daven. He never ever learned how to daven. If all of davening has just been speaking, and under the best conditions, speaking with thinking, he's never davened. Really a davening. To come to tefillah, to come to tefillah, it depends on the survival. Therefore, Dov Melch was able to say, Vani Tfila. So, what, what, what does that mean? Vani Tfila. I am a Tfila. Try saying that to your Rebbe in, in Yeshiva. When you're a kid, and the Rebbe says, What's the matter with you? How come everybody's diving? What are you standing here like this? And you say, Vani Tfila. <laughs> Maybe not now, but when I was a kid, Vani Tfila. <laughs> But Don Mel says, I need feeling. I am feeling. I am. I am. That's my feeling. We say the words. What does it mean? I need feeling. I am feeling. That's who I am. Without saying a word and without thinking about it. I am feeling. When, when the tzaddikim from Brisk when the Siddiquim from Brisk, you know, they had a Kabbalah in that family that goes back to Chaim Velozhina that they used Lemais on different occasions and the Brisk have used during the Holocaust. I'm sure many of you know about this. That when the Brisk came to that place where they had to go through the border and he was with his son and somebody else I don't remember with Rabbi Beryl and there's someone else he came to the border and was Nazis crawling all over the place. So the Biskov walked through the border. He walked through the border. And he said to, he said to his son, I believe that he was with a barrel, he said to hold on to him and to only think Ein Oid Movadai, come to that point that there's nothing, only God. Which the Biskov was saying is that there's Mamish nothing, there's only God. And the Madrega of the Briscoe was silly to come to that point where it was, that was the Metzias of everything being Elokus. So, nothing else exists, only God. And he walked through. And the Tzaddikim, we have stories in Tzaddikim, and we say them over, we believe in them. But that's the, that's the Indian of the Anit I am Tfil. What's this dance? I am Tfilah. Just 
the next sentence. We'll finish now and we'll continue next week. He brings from the from the Pesats and we'll, we'll do that next month. The Shabbos. You can't jump from being a person that's busy doing stuff to the etzim hanashama. You have to follow the seder just like a baby. The baby doesn't jump from from kicking all of a sudden to to giving a drasha and thinking about there's a mahalach. You have to go through a process. begins with doing stuff. Then the, the higher Lavush is speaking, which is Tfila a then a person comes to a high level of iyun, of his boinen, who's thinking deeply, thinking deeply, and from there a person is able to come to that point of bitl haritzaynes, and not thinking about anything, not doing anything, not saying anything, and to come to that part of oneself that is the self, that's the ani. So we'll see that in the context of the avayda, of, of the eshkaydus, of the pizatz, the mitzvah, next month's